This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Installing his droid with the software, Poe stared in horror as his N1ZX droid came to life in song and dance. Manufactured as the replacements of the UM series by Bactoid Combat Automata and Bactoid Armor Workshop, the fourth class standard B1 battle droids or clankers, as the clones in the Grand Army of the Republic like to refer to them as, were the most extensively deployed battle droids in the Separatist droid army during the Clone Wars. They served as scouts, gunners, pilots, and soldiers, but perhaps because of their wide usage, they cheaply produced the B1 battle droids to an extent. They were also very feebly constructed and easy to destroy. However, they made up for these weaknesses with their sheer number and their, with very few exceptions, unquestioning obedience. As the Trade Federation wanted to avoid unnecessary expenditures and retrofitting, they arranged for the B1s to be given a humanoid physique designed to resemble their Genosian creators and to come in at a height of 1.93 meters tall. To avoid the costs of building all new vessels and equipment for their droids, the Trade Federation needed the battle droids to be able to easily operate already existing machinery, weapons, and vehicles, originally made for organic soldiers and pilots to operate. Whenever a B-1 unit was low on power, it was designed to fold into a compact configuration where it could shut down and recharge. This stow method also functioned as a quick and efficient method of storage for transportation. This technique allowed separatists multi-troop transports to carry up to 112 of the B-1s at a time. When they were reactivated, it was first the B-1's limbs that unfolded with their long necks unfolding last. The battle droids were a favorite of the Trade Federation's army during their invasion of Naboo, but due to budgetary considerations, the earlier models utilized to capture the planet's capital city of Theed required the use of a central control computer to operate. This cost-effective measure eventually proved to be a major vulnerability that became evident when the battle droids were dispatched to Naboo's Great Grass Plains against the Gungans. The B-1s mowed down many of the Gungan forces and were sure to be victorious, if it was not for a young Force-sensitive boy, named of course Anakin Skywalker, who piloted a ship during a portion of the battle that took place in space where he destroyed the Trade Federation's droid control ship and with it, their control computer, shutting down the entire droid army and ending the Trade Federation's occupation all by spinning. Constructed in an expensive though durable metal that protected the B-1 signal receiver assembly, the droids did not fare well against blaster fire and lightsabers, the main weapons of their enemies. If they were hit by electromagnetic pulse grenades or their capacitors were damaged, the B-1s were instantly neutralized. However, if they were decapitated by a Jedi in battle, the droids could still report back intel without being attached to their bodies. Aside from the issued E5 blaster rifles, electrobinoculars, and thermal detonators, the B1s came equipped with photoreceptors. This allowed them to see in infrared, and their comlinks were located right below their elonged heads. They could pick up electromagnetic fields, like those of a holoprojector, and the majority of the units came with these high-pitched vocabulators for their voices 
voices. This made them capable of expressing fear, confusion, and even excitement. Now, a few of the B1s were given lower, more monotone voices as well. During the period of political turmoil, known as the Secessionist Movement or Separatist Crisis, that saw the succession of thousands of star systems from the Galactic Republic, the Trade Federation joined its droid army, which included their B1s, with other powerful commerce guilds. Their leadership met on the planet Genosis, and added to their forces of the CIS, the Confederacy of Independent Systems. They learned from their failure at Naboo. The newer B-1 models were not reliant on a control signal from a certain command computer to function. Instead, they had been given a limited degree, very limited in fact, of independent thinking and became the main battle droids of the Separatist droid army, utilized for better or worse throughout the Clone Wars. Though the Republic's clone soldiers eclipsed the half-witted B-1s in skill and ability, the Separatists instead relied on the droids' massive numbers to overwhelm the Republic forces and their Jedi leaders. This is kind of like how, when Palpatine took over, he changed the clones into just enlistees due to sheer size. Due to their flawed design, however, the B-1's programming had several glitches that gave manifestation to personality quirks and panicked reaction to traumatic events around them. This is why they're so goofy. Although programmed to never surrender, they were given self-preservation routines if withdrawal or escape was possible. Now, the droids were even given ranks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline such as Sergeant Lieutenant. The battle droids remained in service throughout the war, much to the frustration of the supreme commander of the droid army, General Grievous, who grew even more furious with the B-1's constant failure and incompetence. Shortly after the rise of the Galactic Empire and the defeat of the Separatists, the B-1's battle droids, along with the rest of the droids in the Confederacy droid army, were deactivated by the newly christened Sith Lord Darth Vader. Though the Empire made the use of battle droids illegal, B-1 still saw service either on worlds that were separatist holdouts or eventually through the black market during the reign of the Empire. Hope you enjoyed this video about B-1 battle droids, or clankers as I call them. Have a great day and I'll see you in the next video. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you. Always. In the new canon Aftermath novel, there was an old battle droid from the Clone Wars who was reassembled and programmed by a boy named Temin. He was constructed and built from components the boy scavenged from tombs below Myra. Bones was more than just a battle droid. He was the boy's bodyguard, but above all, they were best friends. Mr. Bones continued serving the boy a year after the Battle of Endor, joining the mission that Princess Leia formed with Temin's mother and her team to find Han Solo after his disappearance. Bones was a very different droid. He had literally human bones put onto his droid body, wearing it like pieces of armor. He was one of the most sadistic Star Wars characters we've seen, and one of the most funny, as he found joy and happiness in brutally murdering anyone who threatened his master. And when he would murder, often he would break out into song and violently stab his enemies with his long butcher knife of an arm, reporting back to his master, repeatedly saying, I performed violence, Roger, Roger. 
Bones fought for the rebellion after Endor, leading into the era of the First Order and the events of Jakku, where Temin and his crew witnessed the massive Superstar Destroyer crashing into Jakku's surface. The Ravager ship had been controlled by Gallius Rax, who was Palpatine's confidant since a little boy. As Temin was about to be killed by Desert Stormtroopers and an ATST walker, Bones leapt between them and killed the two Stormtroopers with his blades. The third trooper tried to shoot Bones, but Temin knocked him out with the butt of his rifle. Using his augmented speed to dodge the blasts of the ATST cannons, Bones climbed up the walker, breaking the cockpit, and began brutally killing the ATST drivers. The funny part about Bones was his dark humor. He popped his head out of the walker with a new pair of black lens goggles that he swiped from the operator he just maimed. As he was about to leave the machine and join his master, he was unfortunately incinerated by two A-Wing fighters flying by. As Temin cried over the loss of his best friend, he buried the droid's remaining disfigured limbs in the dirt along with his late father, telling Mr. Bones to watch over his dad. In later events near The Force Awakens, Poe Dameron got in some trouble while evading the First Order. Being backed into a corner with only C-3PO and an N1ZX droid, he was completely trapped. Asking for help from his fighter squad beyond his location, Temin immediately sent him a droid personality template to fight the Order and the Rank Gang with him. Now, the rank gang was just a legion of gangsters that originated from the remnants of the Empire's troopers. Installing his droid with the software, Poe stared in horror as his N1ZX droid came to life in song and dance, slashing the enemies in a slaughter, announcing himself as Mr. Bones. Roger, roger. I wonder if we'll see a version of Mr. Bones in Episode 8. That would be funny and different to see from all the generic droids that we get in Star Wars. The fake Mr. Bones was soon after decapitated, but it's nice to know that the template is still kicking around, ready to be used. Thanks for watching this episode, everyone, and for taking the time out of your day to learn about Mr. Bones. I hope you're all having a great day. I'll see you all in tomorrow's episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Now, fulfill your destiny.